Are you looking to make better, healthier choices this year? Then let me help you out by introducing you to ButcherBox. ButcherBox not only helps you treat yourself to more delicious and wholesome meals, but it takes the guesswork out of finding high-quality meat with humanely raised beef, pork, chicken, seafood, and more that's delivered straight to your door. ButcherBox partners with folks who share their high standards and truly care about how animals are raised. Plus, they're B Corps certified, which makes me feel even better about my decision to be part of the ButcherBox community. ButcherBox is offering our listeners their choice of a weeknight meal essential. Three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips for free in every order for a whole year. Plus get, 20, plus get $20 off your first order. That's right. New users will receive their choice of two pounds of ground beef, three pounds of chicken thighs, or one pound of premium steak tips for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and use code morning cup to choose your free offer and get $20 off. If I asked you right now to list all of the subscriptions you pay for, would you be able to? I really thought my answer to that question would be a resounding yes. But with the help of Rocket Money, I was able to find some sneaky ones I must have forgotten to cancel before the free trial ran out. Between streaming platforms, apps, delivery services, and even parenting slash kid subscriptions, though they all seem like really small amounts, when pulled together, that's a pretty big chunk of your spending money out the door. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year, with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash morning cup. That's rocketmoney.com slash morning cup. Rocketmoney.com slash morning cup. There were two more murders 15 miles away. We have a weird described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religion. Morning. Falling in love with the wrong person happens to all of us at some point in our lives. However, on January 3rd, 1946, a man was born who would somehow convince a woman named Carol Spadani to marry him, all while he was serving time in prison for murder. Soon after his release, his new wife's life would end just as tragically as the victims before her. So, if you like your coffee hot, but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Philip Carl Yablonski, born January 3rd, 1946, met his first wife, Alice McGowan, while in high school. He enlisted in the Army in 1966 and was sent overseas. But, when he returned to the U.S. two years later, the two were wed. It wasn't long before Philip became sexually violent with his new wife. On several occasions, he would strangle her into unconsciousness and, during sex, would put a pillow over her face and suffocate her. This was enough to make her leave her husband not long after their marriage had just begun. After Alice left, Philip met and began dating a woman named Jane Sanders. On their first date, he raped the woman which she did not report. She became pregnant, and the pair moved to California in July of 1969, just after Philip left the military. Their relationship never improved. 
Once, while having sex, Jane wanted to stop, and Philip pulled out a gun and forced her to continue. He then beat her with the butt of the gun until she passed out. When she came to, he was having sex with her unconscious body. She left in 1972. Shortly after she left, Philip raped a female acquaintance at knife point while her infant was in the room. She was able to escape and run to a neighbor's home, who then called police. This disgusting man was finally arrested for his crimes against women and convicted of rape. But it wasn't long before he was out and back on the prowl. By 1977, he met a woman named Linda Kimball. By December of that same year, she gave birth to their first child. On the evening of July 6, 1978, Linda's mother, Isabel Pauls, was awakened by her daughter's boyfriend. He told her that he had come to rape her, but couldn't go through with it. She escaped, but did not report the incident to the police. She did, however, tell her daughter, who promptly left Philip and moved in with her mother. On July 16th, Jane Kimball returned to the apartment to pack up her baby's belongings. That same afternoon, she was found dead inside of the apartment, having been beaten, stabbed, and strangled to death. It wasn't hard to find a suspect, and Philip Yablonski was arrested 11 days later. For whatever reason, a woman named Carol Spadani answered a newspaper ad placed by Philip. The two became pen pals and were even married in 1982, while Philip served time for murder. And 12 years after his sentence, in 1990, Philip was released and the two began living in married bliss. Well, for a short while at least. Because on April 23, 1991, Carol Spadani, 46, and her mother, Eva Peterson, 72, were murdered in their home. Carol had been shot, suffocated with duct tape, and stabbed while Eva had been sexually assaulted and shot. He was thankfully arrested for the crimes on April 28th in Kansas. When police searched his car, they found a tape recording of him personally retelling the murders in detail and describing the sexual assault on Eva Peterson. Then the tape went on to give some new information. He also described two more murders, that of Fatima Vaughn and Margie Rogers. Fatima Vaughn, 38, was a fellow student at the community college Philip attended as one of the conditions of his parole. She was a recently widowed mother of two teens and had been shot, sexually assaulted, and mutilated on April 22nd, the day before he murdered his wife and mother-in-law. The words, I love Jesus, were carved onto her back before being dumped in a shallow ditch in the Indio Desert. On April 27, 1991, he robbed and murdered 58-year-old Margie Rogers in Grand County, Utah. She, too, had been sexually assaulted and shot. When he was brought to trial, his lawyers tried to paint a picture of a man shaped by an abusive, gun-toting, alcoholic father. But the jury simply saw a man who had killed five women and attacked ten others. He was convicted of two counts of first-degree murder with special circumstances of multiple murder, murder in the commission or attempted commission of rape, and sodomy, and prior murder. He is currently in prison waiting to continue to appeal his death sentence. 
Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on January 4th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime-obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This is a daily podcast that tells you what happened on this day in true crime history. In short, easy-to-listen-to episodes that you can finish on your commute or while you enjoy your morning coffee. So make sure you check back every morning. My name is Karina. I am the creator and host. You can find Morning Cup of Murder on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I have also set up a Patreon where you can donate a small monthly contribution to the podcast. All those links are in the episode description. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.